0: Welcome back to The Drive with Charlie and Dan here on 104.5 The Team ESPN Radio, the free 104.5 The Team app, the Capital Region's home for New York sports. We continue our 4 o'clock football coverage here on a Friday as we get you set for the New England Patriots, who are getting set to take on the Baltimore Ravens in their home opener at Gillette Stadium. And no better person to help us break it down and get ready for this weekend's game than our guy Kyrie Thompson. He covers the Patriots for WEI. He's the host of First and Foxborough. And he too is two NFL weeks into the new beat with WEEI. Kyrie, how are you and how's the new job been treating you recently? I'm
1: doing wonderfully. I'm standing at Gillette Stadium right now, underneath the North End Zone construction. Hopefully, the sounds of the construction vehicles will not infiltrate this too much.
0: <laughs> well, we'll uh, we'll keep that in mind in case anything uh, anything seems to build up in the background. But just give us kind of the give us a picture of what you're seeing. What are the Patriots? What are they building? What are they changing about Gillette moving forward?
1: So they're they're actually putting together this uh, uh, like kind of a. Big wall um, in in the north end zone, which is, um, I imagine going to house, like, I I can't tell if it's going to house extra uh, seating or not, but it's definitely going to affect the wind uh, that that swirls into the stadium when when the kickers come through. So that'll be something uh, to to keep in mind once it's completed, uh, if it's going to deliver any kind of home field advantage in terms of making things harder on the kickers. Looking at you Buffalo Bills, right? (laughs) You know, for for down the line. Uh, But in terms of what the Patriots are building on the football field, uh, I think that it's been uh, sort of what I expected in a way, that this was going to be a work-in-progress sort of team. I did expect them to uh, drop that that uh, week one game to Miami, uh, though I think I would expected them to score more than seven points in that game. Fair, fair. Um, the offense is still finding its way. Uh, Mac Jones is still looking like he needs to gain comfort in this offense. The offensive line did take a step forward, though, against the Steelers in week two. It hasn't been nearly as, as big a disaster, I think, as some people expected. And they've started figuring out how to run the football, which is something that they've been wanting to do. They couldn't do it very well during training camp. So they're getting a little bit back to the bread and butter of what they are, rediscovering their identity a little bit and we'll see if they have a chance to build off of that against a, a Ravens team that's not very good. This could be kind of a get-right game for the offense.
0: All right, so let's go into that offense, and specifically Mac Jones, who, who you just mentioned a few moments ago. You know, the, the expectations were cautiously optimistic, I guess it's fair to say, for Mac Jones, after what you saw from him as a rookie. Has he taken a step back as the quarterback of the Patriots of this year? What have, what have been your thoughts on him early on?
1: Um, I think that you you would definitely call it a step back for now okay. I, I don't know that I'm going to put a whole lot of stock into it and say like well that's it you know he's he's you know regressing and, and <laughs> this is uh, you know a sign of disaster i mean it's two games into this and he's still a young quarterback i mean you think about it he's only had 20 career starts that's too early to know what a quarterback is really going to be unless they're just outright terrible and you know they can't play we know Mac Jones can play the question is can he take things to another level and I just don't know that we've seen enough time to say that he can or can't but what I will say is that he's been missing some throws that you don't normally expect Mac Jones to miss uh he had one against uh, one to Kendrick Bourne just down the middle of the field clean pocket he just overthrew him in in just a, a very strange way we've seen that a little bit in in camp um and to start the season He's also I think trying to be more aggressive than he was as a rookie where he was really about more ball control, not not a you know testing the waters too much and that's resulted in a couple of interceptions when he's been targeting Devonte Parker, you know, what of the offense's new additions down the field. At the same time that aggressiveness also led to a touchdown to Nelson Aguilar last week on a 50-50 ball he threw down the sideline. So he's I think trying to figure out how to simultaneously test his limits and see what he can and can't do, what he can and can't get away with at the NFL level, while also trying to play smart football get this team down the field and, and the balance is still something he's working on right now
0: and that balance is a hard thing to find uh, unless you just go out there and, and, and try to do it so I, I understand exactly where you're coming from with it. he's still kind of working his way back back into the rhythm now it, it's no secret with quarterbacks Kyrie that the the second year is a very important year in terms of establishing confidence and starting to get into that you know the the, the options and your next contract things of that nature is there any trepidation, any worry around the Patriots that Mac Jones may not be the guy for this team moving forward?
1: Well, I would say within the organization and, and among the players, I don't think that exists at all. I mean, they've you know said repeatedly they have tons of confidence in him. They certainly seem to, to like him and, and trust him, even if they're not maybe giving the keys of the offense over completely to Mac Jones. So far in year two, though, I mean, from what I've heard, I mean, it's kind of the same thing with Tom Brady. It's like everybody thought uh, Brady was going to turn it loose and they were going to, you know, absolutely turn, turn the keys over completely. And they really didn't. Uh, he, he did lead the league in touchdowns that year, but it was a bit more conservative of, of a game plan than I think some people thought. And I think it's been that way with Mac Jones, but we've seen the, the national and local discussion start to ramp up a little bit about Mac Jones and whether he's just going to be average. Like, does he have the, the physical upside and, and, and tools to be the guy that I think everybody expects Trevor Lawrence will be or that somebody like Justin Herbert is becoming or that Lamar Jackson, the, the quarterback that they're about to face on Sunday, currently is. And I think some people are starting to wonder if some of those physical limitations, you know, the fact that he's not as great an off-schedule thrower as he is you know, in the pocket, I think it's starting to worry some people. At the same time, as I mentioned, it's still so early in this process for him that that you really can't make that determination. And I feel like we get so wrapped up in that, that, you know, okay, we, we see a good game, you think that this is it, this guy's going to be a superstar. And you see a bad game the next week, it's like, well, that's it. He's not the guy. Get ready to throw him out the window and draft C.J. Stroud <laughs> or uh, you know Bryce Young uh, you know n- next year. Right, insert name that. here, yeah. But, Yeah, but it's like, this is the toughest, everybody says this is the toughest position in all of sports to play, but nobody has patience for some of these young guys to figure it out at the NFL level, and I feel like you just can't view it that way. Give him some time, and by the end of next year, I think, which I think year three is really what I think a lot of people think year two is, in terms of the biggest jumps in your play, because there are certain things about year two where guys just get better because they've had more experience. Year three tends to be the year where, like, Josh Allen, Tua tunga and Jalen Hurts, oh, now, yeah. start to really step up their play. So that, I think, might be the year more than this one that we should watch out for with Mac Jones.
0: Playing quarterback is tough enough already, and then this has to, Jones has to be the guy that's following up Tom Brady as the next uh, the next franchise quarterback, which naturally makes it even more difficult. But either way, uh, Kyrie Thompson with us here on The Drive with Charlie and Dan, 104.5 The Team ESPN Radio, the free 104.5 The Team app. Kyrie, of course, covers the Patriots for WEI. He's the host of First and Foxborough. Now, when and where can we can we find your your podcast during football season, Kyrie?
1: You can find it. On the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts, the title of that podcast is First and Foxborough. Um, It's a daily podcast. You can find it, like I said, every day. I mean, I'm going to put something on there. Afterwards, I actually did a, a crossover event with a couple of Ravens folks from the Winning Drive podcast. Nice. Uh so that that was that was pretty cool. You should definitely go check that out as we break down the game.
0: Daily podcast, so you will not want to miss it. Let's talk about the Ravens just, just for a moment. And uh, you know, as good as the talent is uh on that field and in Lamar Jackson, I have to ask you from a Patriots perspective, do the Patriots have the ability defensively to contain Lamar Jackson and some of their playmakers on offense?
1: So I would say Based on the experience they have with Lamar Jackson in the past, I'm pretty confident that the Patriots aren't going to give up 40 points okay. to the Ravens. I, th- I mean, I mean the, the, the Patriots' defense has been very good. They contain that Miami offense to just 20 points. They just couldn't score enough points themselves. And then they, they contain that Steelers' offense, which, I mean, well, they can't score against anybody themselves. But I, I think that they they probably will have a solid game plan for Lamar Jackson and it also benefits them that the ravens haven't really been able to run the football very well so then you can make this offense potentially a bit more one dimensional and and focus on lamar jackson the passer you know the scrambler and then you know when it's running downs you focus on lamar jackson the runner the thing is though with with somebody as dynamic as lamar jackson every once in a while the guy's just going to get his OK, he's, he's just <laughs> going to break out. He's going to slip. He's going to slip out of your arms when you think you got him sacked. He's going <laughs> to make that throw that, that you don't think that he's going to be able to make. Or like last week, you, you, you bite too hard on a run fake and there goes Lamar Jackson for 79 yards. Right. He's just he's that dude. So, I mean, there's only so much that you can do that you're not going to stop him. You're going, as you mentioned, you're going to contain him. And that job is going to be made a bit tougher by the fact that they now have a wide receiver that's worth something in Rashad Bateman, who you know, took something 75 yards to the house last week against the Dolphins, And in addition to having Mark Andrews. So there are more things to be worried about now in the passing game than there have been in years past. The question is just going to be if the, if the Ravens cannot be well-rounded in terms of also being able to run the football, aside from Lamar Jackson how much does that hamper them? So I think the Patriots defense probably stands a decent chance. I still think we're going to see Lamar Jackson do some special stuff, though. It's,
0: it's hard to find a game where he doesn't, so I'm, I'm right there with you. Now, you mentioned this to me right before we, we got on the air here on the drive. I don't know if it's something in the water down in Baltimore or whatever else, but you you mentioned that Bill Belichick really seems to like some of, of what this Ravens franchise has going on on their roster, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, just this morning, Phil Belichick compared Calais Campbell's defense attack, compared him to Richard Seymour, one Oops. of his own Hall of Famers who was there for that wow. first Patriots three Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just talking about like his quickness, his strength, his length, all that stuff reminds me, is in the Richard Seymour mold. And I mean, that's really high praise for a guy in Calais Campbell who, I mean, he's probably got some good Hall of Fame case himself. Uh, we'll, we'll see what, where it you know, ends up, but I mean, he's been dominating for 15 years, but you want to know this man really loves, I mean, he, he he was having a great time talking about Justin Tucker this, this, you know, today yeah. about how he's reset the kicker position, one of the best kickers of all time. And Belichick loves him some Lamar Jackson. I mean, <laughs> you don't normally see Bill Belichick light up when he's talking about a player, the way that he did when, when we asked him about Lamar Jackson on Wednesday and you don't normally get a direct answer about, Oh yeah. what did you think of Lamar Jackson? during the pre-draft process, a lot of times you'd expect like a, Oh, you know, we we liked him. All right. You know, we, we do research on him just the way that we did uh, anybody else. And he was like, Oh no, we had a great visit. Like he's a really interesting guy. Like I enjoyed talking to him. And then he goes on, he's talking about him as an MVP type player. And he's completely answered the questions about, can he throw from the pocket? I mean, the respect that Bill Belichick has for Lamar Jackson is palpable. And I think that, I mean, for one thing, it'll go into the game plan that he's going to have for Lamar Jackson because he absolutely just knows, like, we're not taking you lightly in any facet of your game, runner, passer, none of that. At the same time, it also tells you a little bit of the greatest coach of all time. Because looking at Lamar Jackson and saying, you well, know, for all the doubters and the naysayers about whether or not Lamar Jackson could throw the football, is he a real NFL quarterback? Well, the greatest coach of all time thinks so. So that should tell you a little bit about what, what they really think of of Lamar Jackson, what, what the people who know football think about Lamar Jackson in this league.
0: That is fascinating because, I mean, you know, you, you, you and I and everybody have seen Bill Belichick in press conferences from the we're on to Cincinnati to, you know, whatever other curmudgeonly answer that you get. That's that's really, really interesting about him, and and, and I'm glad you, you, you brought that up as well. All right, back on the side of the Patriots before we wrap up, Kyrie, uh, this game going in against the Baltimore Ravens, any injuries, bumps, and bruises that Patriots fans and those watching the game should expect to impact it?
1: Well, there are two potentially major ones in uh, Jacoby Myers and Kyle Duggar. Now, every day that we've been out here this week, We've seen Jacoby Myers and, and Duggar warming up, you know, stretching, and the stretch punch. So They're present at practice, but at the end of the day, when you get the practice report, because we're not allowed to see that part at this point in the season, right. at the end of the day, you see the practice report say that they did not practice. And that is not a good sign, because Jacoby Myers is Mac Jones' most trusted wide receiver. He just coming off a 95-yard game after being on the injury report last week so I mean he played well obviously despite whatever's nagging him and then Kyle Duggar is one of the defense's best players best overall players and exactly the kind of guy you want on the field when you're facing a quarterback like Lamar Jackson so it could be potentially be a big loss I'll say that on the safe on the defensive side of things they have such good safety depth with Adrian Phillips and now Jabril Peppers uh, you know playing that they can potentially weather that storm. I mean, you still want Kyle Duggar, but you can live with him. With their wide receivers, that's going to be an interesting question. If, if Jacoby Myers can't play, who steps up? Nelson Aguilar had a 100-yard game last week. You would think he's probably the most logical candidate to eat up a bunch of targets. Right. If, if Myers can't go, Kendrick Bourne would probably. He's been a little bit in the doghouse, but he's slowly starting to emerge. <laughs> I think this would be a huge Kendrick Bourne game. If, if all of a sudden Jacoby Myers can't play and then see if they can get these tight ends involved because they just haven't really done anything so far. I just think it'll be such an interesting question that if Myers cannot go, then the passing game is really going to need somebody to, to step up and claim this and be like, look, okay, you can count on me because that's been the question all along. Who is the go-to guy who's going to step up for Mac Jones when he needs it? It's been Jacoby Myers. But, I mean, the way that he's been moving around at practice, I don't think he's going to practice today. So if we find out he didn't practice and he's going to be doubtful or questionable, it's going to be an interesting one on Sunday.
0: A lot of very interesting storylines, a lot of players to watch or not watch on Sunday. And for the best coverage you'll find anywhere on the New England Patriots, he's our guy Kyrie Thompson. You can read him, you can listen to him at And Make sure you give First in Foxborough, his daily Patriots podcast, a subscription. Basically right now, you got to do it right now to make sure you don't miss a moment. Kyrie, always a pleasure to catch up with you here on The Drive with Charlie and Dan. Thank you for your time and enjoy the game this weekend. Appreciate you. Till next time. Till next time, indeed. Kyrie Thompson from WEI joins us here on The Drive. We have more of The Drive with Charlie and Dan coming your way next here on 104.5 The Team ESPN Radio, the Capital Region's home for New York sports.